Welcome to Rumiki Talks podcast. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. This is a space where I interview professionals from the entertainment industry and discuss popular film-related topics with my co-host and producing partner, Romana Dinevska. Our goal is to help and motivate aspiring filmmakers to get their films made. Enjoy! All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rumiki Talks. Number 33. Oscar nominees 2023. Thoughts? <laughs> so, today we're going to talk about the recent Oscar nominations. We're not going to cover all of them, but we're going to focus on the ones that uh, closer to our profession, what we're doing, and also the ones that everyone's talking about anyway. So let's dive in, and we're going to start with our personal experience. How did I, Constant, heard about Oscar in the first place? When, when did it happen? And it happened in St. Petersburg, Russia, a long time ago. I was sitting in a cold room, in a dark room. It was minus 20 degrees Celsius outside, very cold. And it was the day of the Oscar ceremony, and I was watching it. Pretty much by myself because everyone was somewhere else. I don't know where everyone was. But I was just obsessed with the screen and with the categories and with the people who were there. I don't know. There was something magical about this ceremony. There's tons of ceremonies in the world, like Golden Globe, Emmys. But for some reason, Oscar has always been very special to me. And I clearly remember how every year I was really striving to find a way to watch the ceremony at home because you cannot really miss it you have to watch it right away because there's something magical happens when you sit alone in St. Petersburg away from the entire world in this isolated room and then there is this streaming happening that all other people majority of people who watch TV around the world watch the ceremony there's special feeling special experience a communal experience tribal experience in a sense where everyone is watching the same thing and everyone's talking about the films that you've been watching on tv or watching somewhere uh, in theater so it's a common subject and a lot of people watching it and it's just just something very special about this experience and i remember how emotional the experience for me was to watch people receiving their words and crying and uh, being excited about uh, receiving the oscar the the actors the uh, writers directors you know everyone can cry you know sometimes there is an actor who doesn't cry at all gives very short speech and then there is a director who cries and then gives a wonderful speech so this is the experience that important to me and plays a key part in my life and when I started watching it, I wasn't even thinking about making films. I didn't even know what it is making films. It's just for me, it was this magical world of people who from the movies, you know, people from the screen that are seeing awards for what they're doing. It was something strange to me. I, I couldn't even describe right now what it was for me at that time. But now, now I know. <laughs> now I know all the details about it. And the tradition continues. Uh, every year I keep watching the, the Oscars and I just, I just love the experience of it. And each time could be in a different place, in a different city, and maybe in a different country. And not even maybe, it is actually in a different country right now. Because when I was watching it back there in that cold room, 
I was watching it in Russian. It was dubbed uh, in Russian. So everything, everyone was speaking Russian. Everyone has their own voice in Russian. And now I'm watching in English and it's an entirely different experience. Also the movies that from that in the movies that I watch uh, that are nominated for the Oscars, I watch now in the original language because when I was back in Russia, I was watching everything in Russian and it was normal and I didn't know any other way. So I almost feel like I woke up from the matrix because I've been doing it one way and now it's entirely different way. And I'm still obsessed with the Oscars. So I can say for sure now that watching it in a, in a, in a different country in, in, in its native language, it's, it's something very special, very different because it's not just you watch it in uh, its original language, but you also watch most of it. Because when you, in Russia or like some other countries, they can cut some of the portions of the television, cut to, to advertisement and cut some of the portions. And here you, you're watching the entire thing and kind of feel like you, you are there almost. Uh, even though if, <laughs> quite recently we had an Oscar ceremony where they cut sound of one very important part and I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. But anyway, the Oscar plays a special role in my life and the room key what about you what role the award ceremony plays in your life how did it start it definitely plays a major part as well um, in macedonia i also grew up watching the oscars and i think it's still a big deal over there we used to uh sit like or not go to school sometimes i i haven't done that but there were be other uh kids in school that would miss school the next day because it was we would watch them live and watch the red carpet live and it would be like 5 a.m in the morning <laughs> over there but you just want to see how everyone is dressed on the red carpet um and all the celebrities i think at the time it was really about the ceremony the dresses um the whole glam the, all the celebrities uh, because obviously i was very young so i don't think i had that filmmaking knowledge that I have now so I wouldn't always watch all the movies that are nominated but I was really interested in the actors because I knew most of the actors and um, the older winning speeches would be so inspiring and I think that's why like the Oscars like hold like the Academy Awards hold such a um, long tradition because uh, it's this place where we celebrate cinema uh, and acting and all these arts. And I feel like they've helped launch the dreams of so many people. And yeah. it's very interesting that, you know, the some of the actors, like the younger generations of actors that are getting nominated now, have looked up to other actors that have won the Oscars previously and now they find themselves also being nominated about an Oscar. So I think it's like a universal experience and uh, dreams to be at the Oscars, to see the Oscars, to maybe win an Oscar one day. Uh, although I don't think that awards matter that much as your experience and your passion for your art matters. Uh, but it's definitely a different experience now watching it as an adult. In um, Macedonia, how we do it is, I believe, I am not quite sure, but I believe that there is a live reporter that goes to the carpet and she's kind of like commentating. 
on their dresses and stuff. Um, and the whole ceremony itself is mostly, uh, yeah, it's mostly in English with translation, with captions. Um, but now watching it from a different perspective as an adult and living here in Hollywood is definitely a different experience because I tend to watch most of the films that are nominated um, and I can kind of, I have more knowledge in filmmaking uh, and cinema and the scope of work of some of the no nominees and it's so interesting to debate with people and to kind of hear everyone's thoughts and talk about the movies that have been nominated, what we liked, what we didn't. It's definitely a different experience. Now I feel like I'm more experienced to have these conversations and to really, really, um, you know, celebrate the films that are nominated. All right, now let's dive in into categories and um, we're going to do the opposite that they do in the Oscars. We're going to start with the main one, the best picture. So the best picture, the categories are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banishes of uh, Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. A lot of films this time. I want to ask you, Rumki, which is the film that you're really excited that it got into this best picture list and which you think don't have to be there and give place for some other films that also great that weren't nominated? I mean, I am very excited about everything, everywhere, all at once. I think it's definitely a film that deserved to be nominated. I, it's very refreshing. It's so unique. It's something that we yeah. haven't seen before, and it really shows what filmmaking can do. Totally agree. Yeah, it's a very unique experience, and it's like a, a movie, even though itself, it's like the world in and of itself. You've never seen something like that before. It just deserves to be there just because of that. Yeah, exactly. And I... And I love that it's a, a predominantly Asian cast. Um, and it's just so unique. This movie really deserved yeah. to be nominated. And the movie that I... You might not agree with me on this one, but I really don't think that Top Gun needed to be nominated. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a great film, but I don't think it's best picture great. You know, it's just a film that I would go watch on a weekend. It wasn't like something like uh, outstanding. You um, don't say that it was yeah. outstanding. Seriously. <laughs> you were amazed when you watched it in the theaters. Uh, the, yeah, I was amazed. But you know what I mean? It's not like a movie that kind of inspired me so much that I like that keeps me thinking about it you mm -hmm. know for mm -hmm. for some time and, well if you yeah. get a chance if you get a chance to remove uh, one or uh, either or so would you remove the Top Gun from the list or would you remove Avatar the way of water from the list if you had chance to remove one Top Gun mm. yeah. yeah for yeah. me it would be the the Avatar because I don't, I can, don't yeah. consider it as a complete film. It's a great film, don't get me wrong. I love it so much. We just watched it recently in IMAX 3D with all those glasses, like the best experience. I loved it. I was in the world. I was obsessed with the story, with the meaning, with the message, with the quality, with technology, everything. The list goes on and on. Yeah, but it's yeah, a not, yeah. a, not a fully completed film because the story still goes on. And I cannot consider this movie as a complete movie. It's more like a an episode mm. of a TV show or like a pilot because there's yeah, still like a story yeah. going on. Yeah, there is some arc finished, 
you know, we're not going to talk about and spoil things, but I feel unsatisfied because I know that there's a lot much more to the story and it wasn't explored. And that's what I like. Mm. Even though the movie was very, very long, the movie was very long, still the story wasn't enough to com complete it. Yeah. yeah. That's why I would remove that, but uh, I keep the Top Gun. <laughs> You would keep the Top Gun. Well, I would remove both Top Gun and Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many this year, yeah. um, which I don't know. Uh, I don't think there needs to be that many, but okay. Yeah. yeah. But then again, I, we haven't seen all of them, you know, and we still need to watch them. But I do think that uh, most of the others are really, really great films. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think that uh, in terms of Top Gun, I think that uh, the movie deserves to be on the list. I don't think it's going to win because I have other yeah. wishes and that I'm going to share right now. But I, I, I really think it deserves to be on the list because it's a complete film. It's a beautiful arc. Uh, it's beautifully cast and, and performed. It's incredibly advanced in terms of its cinematography because... They had real pilots flying planes, and actors were sitting in the planes with with the pilots. And they have cameras on yeah. land, on air, on another jet, filming other jets. Uh, inside, you have several cameras that are high quality, and and just the the everything feels like it's a real. They are real pilots, you know. Even even when yeah. I was watching after uh, the interviews from like real pilots, real pilots were kind of like Top Gun type of pilots. They were saying that they saw very, very few uh, like things that kind of bothered them in terms of professional experience as, as pilots, and a lot of it things they said that they were they got them they got them right. They yeah. got them right. Yeah. It yeah. really immerses you in the story in the world. Like the like when I exited the theater, you know, you never get that experience. Uh, I mean, you you don't get that experience that often when you exit in theater and you was like, oh wow, and then I come home and you're like. <laughs> And everything is just we, we have to yeah. remember that this is spoken by a person that loves aviation <laughs> oh yeah i'm a bit like yeah and you love the original top gun yeah, as well yeah, I'm so a bit biased, i kind of yeah. went without having seen the original but no i think it's a great film but what what movie would you like to win all right let's what see do you think? i'm not going into in terms of um what a will be my final list which we may share later mm -hmm. in later episodes closer to the Oscars which my final yeah. list will be because I still need to watch some films for example Tar everyone talks about Tar Mar Martin, Martin yeah, Scorsese talks about Tar and I still haven't watched it but I've watched pretty much all of other films and from mm -hmm. what I've seen I can say for sure for me personally one of the best films that I want to win is The Fablemans as a best picture or maybe yeah. not necessarily as the best picture no, the everything everywhere all at once probably would be as the best picture. As the best picture, yeah. Let's move to the best director category, and in the best cat uh, director category, I would say the Fablemans, Steven Spielberg. I know, mm -hmm. you know, Steven mm -hmm. Spielberg. Everyone knows who he is, and he's <laughs> the best, and blah blah blah. But I think this particular film is again a personal one, which he doesn't do that often. Mostly, which is. You know, entertainment type of films with great story, with great acting, great directing. But this one is a very personal film. It's pretty much his autobiography. <laughs> and and I, yeah. I mean, he's already in his, um, so to speak, golden age. But it was hard for him to tell this personal story up until this this age where, where he is now. So it takes some courage to mm -hmm. tell a story like that. It's not, it's not easy for sure. And it's so well 
executed and performed and directed and the music i mean everything is uh, is there i mean he's the true maestro as as people would say other category other people who may win for director probably tar you know i haven't seen the movie but i've seen the trailer and i was pretty excited yeah tar looks amazing i mean a lot a lot of great movies this year they all very well deserved i'm just wondering why and i we need to watch women talking it's again we don't have any female nominated directors which is sad because this happens often and women talking is by female director and it's nominated for best picture so i i just wonder why didn't they nominate the director but oh well Um, yeah it really sucks (laughs) we need to change that that's what i'm saying yeah there are some films that don't yeah. have to be there necessarily and uh, and then there are some films that that, that should be there because you know it, it makes sense and one thing that i came to realize that there are a lot of it play like a huge uh, role in terms of which categories get selected the marketing plays a huge part yeah because the, there is this movie to leslie nobody know about this movie and then all of a sudden everyone talks about this movie and it's simply because some of the famous actors shared this movie on their uh, social media and stuff. So they promoted it. And yeah. after they did it, everyone started to talk about this movie. And now the actress from this movie is nominated for, for the Oscar. Even though this movie wasn't, you know... It got the exposure it yeah. needed, yes. Uh, and with a lot of these uh, type of big uh, ceremonies uh, and even like huge film festivals like Sundance and Cannes, like... Your PR package is so important. So how you're going to market the film before and, you know, whether enough people are going to see it and whether like the voters are going to actually be able to see that movie and vote for it because that's what it what it is. Essentially, yeah. these people, you know, there's people that vote for these films and they have to have a way to know about them and see them, you know. Um, but yeah, so hopefully in the future we'll get like more female directors. Oh, I don't know. I think that definitely everywhere, all at once, so, um, everything, everywhere, everything, all at <laughs> everything, once yeah. will win most of the awards. Um, and I think it does deserve it. I don't know if personally I would have it win best picture. I think it's a great film. It's very creative. It's very unique. I don't know on an emotional level, if it has that kind of emotional arc that you need from a movie sometimes. Yeah, but I do think it's it's a really interesting film. Yeah, and let's talk about best lead actor category. I think there are some great actors nominated this year. um, And I'm so excited. Like Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for Banishes of uh, Inisherian. Well, I mean, you, you'll never <laughs> this know. This is a tough one. I don't know if them. <laughs> yeah, you can spend the whole day practicing well. it. Just, I think people yeah, get it. Yeah. What you're talking uh, about? Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, guys. Brandon Fraser for the whale, which was an amazing performance. Yeah. Uh, Paul uh, Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, that's pretty good uh, selection of actors this um, this year, selection. and uh, I think that. Definitely, Brendan Fraser has a great uh, chance of winning, even though there was rumors that yeah. he's not coming to the Oscars or something like that. But I think he gave a really good, uh, honest performance in this movie. Then there's also uh, Paul Mescal. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not sure the, of his name, the After Sun movie. I didn't get a chance to watch the full film, but I watched a few uh, moments from it, and uh, definitely 
the performance in this film is very natural. It's kind of like a style that was forgotten and was renewed again. So when you watch it, it feels like he's a real person. Like this is a real person. It's not like an actor, like, you know, James Bond or whatever. But it's really great performance. I don't know. He may win. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. yeah. I watched uh, Elvis with Austin Butler and... I think for like a young actor like him, like this was uh, the role of his lifetime, it was such a tough role um, because obviously he's playing a real person. It's a biopic and a lot of actors win on biopics because it takes so much uh, time to prepare for this type of role. So you learn, um, you know, the whole biography and history of the person and their physicality and their issues and he needed to sing he needed to dance he needed to speak like Elvis yeah. and I think he he really did a great job um the movie itself um I don't I wouldn't nominate it for best picture I think it's a great film like but it was very over the top I don't think it's for everyone's very theatrical but Austin Butler himself did a great job playing Elvis. Mm -hmm. I think he he really did him justice and um yeah, it was not an easy role. So some some really great actors this year and great actresses uh, from the category of best lead actress. We also have some amazing names like Kate Blanchett for Tar, which if you've seen the trailer and I mean she looks amazing. She, like this performance looks a great, great. I'm so excited about it. And then Anna Diarmas for Blonde, uh, Andrea Reisebaro for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. All great actors, actually. Right now, we should refer to both male and female actors with actors, but all right, like the Oscar still has division between. Yeah lead actor and lead actress you know so, i actually think but, they but, have a very strong selection of best lead actress this year because uh, i think it's stronger yeah. than best uh, the best lead actor like really yeah, i watched yeah. all those per, all those names right now and, uh, and i've seen almost all of the films except tar and to leslie but to leslie i watched the, the trailer and you know it's just it's like much it's like a tough tougher role yes and they also well executed like michelle williams and Fablements and Fablements, she's amazing. So yeah. good, so Michelle good. Yeo and, and uh, Michelle everything, Yeo, everything, everything, all at once. It's like groundbreaking. And then Kate Blanchett yeah. uh, in Tar. I mean, everyone's talking about Tar, so like she must, yeah, she must have done something <laughs> very bad or good. Very, or excellent. I mean, I think she carries the whole film. I think it's gonna be one of those films that it would have been. It wouldn't be the same with any other actor than Kate Blanchett. She looks amazing mm -hmm. in it. And then, like, honestly, like, I feel like Anna Diarmas, like, totally deserved this nomination for Blonde. I know there's, like, lots of divided opinions about the movie. Like, the movie was definitely a tough film to watch. But even if you don't like the movie, which I, it wasn't my favorite. It was interesting, but not, not my favorite. But I think, like, her performance in this film is great. I think she definitely captures the essence of Marilyn Monroe, her whole physicality, her voice, uh, her gentle kind of behavior, you know, feminine femininity. And she does look like her, even. I mean, 
going to be a tough one for this category for sure. Yeah, well, let's go brief about uh, supporting actor and actresses. I'm just going to share mm-hmm. my favorite one. My favorite All one right. from the Best Supporting Actor category is Judd Hirsch from The Fablemans. You wouldn't believe how short his performance is. It's basically, I'm not going to spoil much. He comes into apartment to young Spielberg and then the next morning he leaves. And whatever he does during his uh, the, the period of his arrival and his departure is incredible. It really captivates you and the way he portrays the character. And he is 80 six years old or something he's a very old actor you know it's amazing i didn't even thought that he was uh that old when i was in the movie he looks really strong like physically strong so i was yeah. impressed immensely with that performance and really added important key point to the movie like almost i don't remember what point uh in uh, terms of timeline it was but it's almost kind of like a like a midpoint where that's the moment where Spielberg realized that he must take it seriously, his craft. Yeah, it's it's just the, the performance is incredible and I definitely want him to win. What about you? And another one I would say I would give it to uh, Ki Hu Kwan. I'm sorry if I butchered his name from everything everywhere all, all at once. I think he also did a wonderful um, yeah. job. So Definitely. And then for Best Supporting Actresses, again, some great names. Angela Bassett for Black mm-hmm. Panther, Wakanda Forever. I mean, that woman is amazing. I love her in anything. Then uh, Hong Chao in The Whale was amazing. The Whale, if you haven't seen it, watch the movie. It's such a great movie and all the actors were amazing. I think um, uh, I, my personal is probably, uh, probably uh, Hong Chao uh, from The Whale such an such a tough tough uh performance for supporting actress and such truthful i i really you know believed like she she she's like a person who i know you know like from my life like i've seen people like her exactly she she made it effortless so i enjoyed it immensely yeah but then there is another one uh jamie lee curtis from everything everywhere all at once i mean she is i didn't even recognize her in the beginning that it was her and then when She's I realized amazing. it, I was like, oh, my God, what a transformation and, like, yep. courage and everything. <laughs> yeah. And can you believe that it's her first ever nomination? That's oh, what wow. I heard recently. Yeah, I haven't, that it's, yeah, I haven't heard. You would think that she was nominated before because she's such a great actor. But, yeah, that's her first Oscar nomination. Wow. All right. And let's go to point to point to best adapted screenplay, best original screenplay. And best cinematography. That's the last three categories we're going to talk about today. So, the best adapted screenplay. All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun, Women Talking. Uh, that's the tough one. I'm not going to give you my opinion right now because I need to watch some of them uh, <laughs> to make yeah, sure. Yeah, me neither. I mean, <laughs> it would be weird for Top Gun to win. That, that's all I say. What about you? I, I am really interested in Women Talking. I really want to see this film. Uh, I mean, it's it also distributed by a24 so i trust a24 with my life like i <laughs> don't trust them company. with your life <laughs> and now the best original screenplay uh, the banishes of in sharon um everything everywhere all at once the fableman star and triangle of sadness well this one i may 
no 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 it's too tough like i'd say my top three choices is the fabelmans tar and triangle of sadness in terms of original screenplay because fabelmans is incredible the triangle of sadness i haven't seen but the trailer is very persuasive so uh it might it might worth checking it out and tar yeah i don't know i haven't Mm -hmm. seen everything everywhere all at once I love the film. I love the craziness of it. But there is some issues in terms of the the story, the screenplay that I have. Um, that you have. There are some issues in terms of story, in terms of how it's structured, and and um, and some of the scenes that doesn't necessarily have to be there. But you know, as a movie itself and everything, <laughs> everywhere all at once. It's everywhere it, all at once. <laughs> it's an incredible <laughs> film. But in terms of original screenplay, not so sure. All right. Yeah. And uh, what about you? All right. So, well, I would say Tar, The Fablemans, and The Banishes. Best cinematography. All Quiet on the Western Front, Bordeaux, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truth, Elvis, Empire of Light, Tar. This is the thing I want to tell you guys. I am pissed that Bordeaux was not nominated for Best Picture or Best Director. I immensely enjoyed this movie, and I recommend everyone... Stop doing what you're doing and go watch Bordeaux. I think it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I think go so. Go watch yeah, Bordeaux. It's one of those movies. I don't think it was promoted that go much. Go watch honestly. Bordeaux. So maybe that's what... <laughs> yeah, go watch Bordeaux. It's the, it it's the most film. cinematic film ever. This is the movie. That's The movie, it has a soul of cinema. It has a soul of cinema. Yeah. It's, it's like... Argh! why it wasn't nominated, I don't know. And nobody even talks about this movie that it wasn't nominated. That pisses me even more. <sighs> okay, relax, right. babe. Okay, <laughs> but uh, the funny thing that we're talking about best cinematography category, you know, and Empire of Light, I haven't seen, but it's a Sam Mendes film. I don't know what's doing just in cinematography. Uh, well, I have to check it out, but Roger Dickens was, you know, doing cinematography for it. So I'm always rooting for Roger Dickens, you know, no, ma- no matter what, what he does. But uh, other films are equally strong in terms of cinematography. So at this point, I won't tell you what I think because I still need to watch some of the films. But my heart is always with Roger Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> we know that, yeah. And now let's move to the obsession of the week category. Roomkey, what is your obsession? My obsession of the week is the gift that you just gave to me for our third year anniversary. Oh. <laughs> um, and like, <laughs> you, you gonna, didn't expect you that. Show so. it? <laughs> Yeah, it's this beautiful leather edgy purse that I got from <laughs> Constantine because he loves me so much and I love him too. Um, and it's just so special. It's like very little and cute and it's like recycled leather. And he got it from this very unique boutique in Burbank, Audrey K, which our new discovery and we love it like they have like really kind of cute vintage and artsy um like clothing and accessories and yeah so that's my obsession of the week and i'm obsessed with it <laughs> what is your obsession of the week well yeah. i mean I, I i i didn't know that you're gonna show your gift so i didn't prepare to show your gift at this moment but <laughs> you don't need to show my gift like you could have another yeah. obsession but i mean i i definitely you know re-obsessed so to speak because i got resubscribed <laughs> to the amc um amc subscription where you can go and watch three movies per week in the movie theater the whole the entire year before last week i was kind of just paying out of pocket you know a la carte so to speak to watch movies in different theaters 
because I wasn't ready to commit towards them more often than that. But now I'm getting back and working on my shirt and I'm like really closing to the production stage and I really want to have some inspirations from the modern films that are coming out, the great ones that they don't show on the, on the, net, on the streaming services at the moment. I mean, there are a lot of great shows on streaming services, but when you go to watch a great movie in a theater, it's an entirely different experience, and um, you tend to watch it closely and stay more focused on watching it as opposed to sitting at home and watching it on, on your TV set and scrolling through yeah. your feed on whatever social media you use. So this is definitely my obsession, the AMC subscription. To movie theaters. AMC A list. Oh yeah, it's called A list. We're mm-hmm. uh, you have it too, so we're A listers. A listers, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, that's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in, and please make sure to leave us a five star uh, rating and leave us a review. We really appreciate it. It will allow us to create more episodes like these, and then we just would like to hear from you. What do you think? What we should focus on more. Also, make sure to leave us a comment. What are your favorite Oscar nominees? Who are you rooting for this year? And we're all excited to watch the Oscars. And definitely. And later we're going to create a ballot uh, of the Oscar nominations so that you can download and use to vote for your favorite film before March yes. arrives. So thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Thank you for listening to Rumike Talks podcast. You can find the show notes at rumike.com. I'm your host, Konstantin Staradetsky. My producing partner, Rumena Dinevska. See ya.